Well, hello, and welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie. And you have reached Crossroads Community Church's vod- podcast, rather, uh, a weekly podcast, that is, that uh, refreshes your memory, brings relevancy to what Eddie or the special speaker had spoke about last Sunday, and then give you a little bit of a taste about what's going to happen this next Sunday. So our special speaker last week was none other than Eddie Dean Hammond, our senior pastor. <laughs> we love uh, our pastor, and we we do call him special. Not not just because he's you know special in many different ways, but special because he is our special senior pastor. Well, thank you, Steve. Yep. Right, I'm sure that the sound of our voice does lull some people to sleep. So, so <laughs> if that be the case, God bless you. So nighty night. We, we're, we're effective. Yeah. I figure our friend that works for the gas company, he pulls over to the side of the road where it's nice and warm, that sun's coming yeah. in the truck. And That's it. He might be known to doze off a little bit. Oh, I is don't it? know. Yeah, maybe uh, during this podcast? Yeah. We'll have to check in, I guess. We'll have to check in. Actually, what we need to do, and we, you know, we haven't had a guest for a while no, we here haven't. on the podcast. I need to do better at that, and I will work on that. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit of a different voice coming in here might help people from veering off the or road to well. really bring people alive we could play some excerpts from that presidential debate last night oh so, uh, well that's true i don't it definitely come alive uh it, it, it may be shock and throw some fear well, you know in. It, 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 that's the thing just about scratch your head this world and the, the upcoming election uh, it's i can't i shouldn't and i won't mention candidate's name from the pulpit but I, I think it's our duty as followers of Christ and as good citizens to pray and allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. Absolutely. When we go ready to vote. I do believe that to be true. Yeah. And then, then as we surrender to the Lordship uh, you know, of God, um, He's able to have His way, and He's going to have His way anyway. I mean, exactly. that's the thing. It's, he is the Lord. He will so. work through things. and. Well, it's like I said, regardless of who's in the White House in January 2021, Jesus Christ and God is still on the throne. So Amen. it don't matter. Amen. It don't matter. So, we anyway. are so grateful. You know, that's exactly the, the thoughts I had this morning um, after viewing the first presidential debate. Um, it, it was just to be reminded and thanking the Lord for the fact that He's on the throne, yeah. that He is the ruler of all, and that, that He is... Um, the Lord of my life, and uh, boy, you know, in any trouble that you guys might be feeling from during that debate, or afterwards, or the or the quote unquote bad taste you had in your mouth, uh, or whatever that you're feeling, uh, settle yourself in the center of God's lap and uh, in His will, and continue to pray, as just pa- Pastor just said. So, yeah. Well, the title of the message was "How to Grow Through Loss," and I started out. Uh, talking about a movie where a little boy had lost his his friend and the whole process of him trying to work through that and it's a lot of people have well-meaning things to say sometimes after the shock of losing somebody but one thing you probably should never say is get over it because there's things that reach so deeply into us our hearts and our souls that we won't ever get over but 
we have to learn to live with it. And the only way that we can do that and, and be healthy is through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, and that supernatural comforter that comes to us and does that. There's, I mentioned three key facts about experiencing loss. And the first one uh, is this, that there are categories of loss. And I talked about losing people to the grave, but then we lose people that move away. I think a lot of parents have that when their kids move out and move away, especially if they go far away. It, it has the same uh, burning sensation, I guess, in our hearts, that distance that puts between people, you know. Um, second, that's the first one. And second is the loss of personal, like a job or possessions. If your house burnt, you had something repossessed and on and on and on. And that's another part of loss. Uh, they might be different, but still, you know, they have the same intensity. And the second key was re our reaction to loss. Um, how how we respond to that. The characteristics of grief are probably familiar to most of us, but there's shock and pain. Of course, that's followed by denial, which eventually uh, yields to anger and disillusionment. And I was talking about those seven stages of grief mm -hmm. that you go through. Um, and sometimes you get stuck in a stage. I know people have been in one stage for years, and they get out of it, and then they go back. But, but you're trying to get to the point where you finally accept it. Mm -hmm. That's the big deal. You might not like it, but you have to get to that point where uh, that you accept it. And then under this reactions of loss, there are, are two, two, com two, two kinds, common and rare. The common resolution includes lifelong depression and resentment and bitterness. You don't ever get over it. You just hang on to it. Uh, you don't even get better. And then the second one is the rare resolution where you come to that point in your life usually with God's help that you finally accept it. You still grieve. It's still there, but it's not affecting your life in a bitter way or with anger, and you kind of move on uh, into the rest of your life, actually. Grieving is a part of the normal human experience, a part that even Jesus shared when he stood mm -hmm. at Lazarus' grave. He said, Jesus wept, you know. Uh, and then the third key is a, a matter of perspective. It is our perspective that will determine whether our reaction to loss will be common or rare. Yeah. It's how we see that. And then I went into Job. Job's a classic study. We talked about what he had, which was 10 children, wealth, livestock, land, service. And in one blow, Satan, God allowed Satan to take that from mm -hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I talked about the fact that the confidence that God had in Job. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't see this story so much played out in our life because God might not have that much confidence in us, which mm -hmm. is sad to say. Mm -hmm. I would hope so, but right. you wouldn't know it'll happen to you. Yeah. Uh, that and, obedience that we that we must muster and create as a habit of our everyday life is is what God is calling from us, the obedience to surrender. Yeah, I, that's how it ha happened. And one of the things with him, it, it showed that he held those possessions that God gave him loosely, that he never did take them and say, these are mine, they belong to God, and I'm the steward, and God's mm -hmm. allowing me to use them. But like I said, it's always intrigued me to the sense that, that Satan could go into the throne room of heaven and question God and accuse God's people. Yeah. That just, 
it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around that. Yeah, yeah. And then, like I said, I've said this a hundred times, but I tell God, don't brag on me. Don't, don't do, <laughs> you, you, go ahead and bless me, but don't brag on me. That's that is for sure. It just, you know, and it, it, this happened twice. You know, that's the thing. After that first, he lost his kids, his land, uh, his, or his livestock and his servants. And then Job's reaction was a disappointment to Satan. He said in verse 20, in Job 1, then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. Mm-hmm. And how many of us, after a terrible blow like that, would worship God? Right. Uh, and then he didn't stop there, did he? No, no. And verses 21 and 22 is, 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 is what you hear a, a lot repeated. Job speaking, and he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, and then the next blow, Satan says, All right, well, I'll give you that, God, but give me, give me one more chance with him. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took a pot shirt to scrape himself while he was sitting among the ashes. Man. I, I think the only thing that you could say today that would help people realize or kind of empathize with that would be a, a severe case of shingles. Mm-hmm. 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 That's bad news. But this really was bad news to him. And then, of course, his wife didn't come alongside Job to comfort him. Oh, she... Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Mm-hmm. See, it looked bad for her. Mm-hmm. She experienced the same loss he did. Mm-hmm. But she didn't praise God. She went the right. other way. Right. She had taken possession of all that she had and said, This is mine. Mm-hmm. And then God took it away so you can, it was ripped out of her hands, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I always try to think that what what there's to learn here between a husband and wife relationship but nonetheless we see that job gives her some counsel from the rare perspective you know we talked about common or rare perspectives verse 10 but he said to her you speak as one of the foolish women speaks shall we indeed accept good from god and not accept adversity and all this job did not sin with his lips and he was saying hey God was good enough to give us this. He's good enough to take it away. And we've got to accept that, actually. Mm-hmm. So that was the deal with her. Um, of course, his friends came and bad-mouthed him. And, uh, nobody really come around to comfort him. That yeah, was that's a, crazy. Yeah, that was... I mean, there was some, I suppose, but there wasn't... Uh, you didn't record it. Uh, yeah, I don't... Phew. And then, then we, I ended up with some lessons from a seasoned sufferer. These are hard. These are hard for us to grasp. Number one is our major goal in life is not to be happy or satisfied, but to glorify God. That's why we're here. Uh-huh. But boy, that's not our culture. That they go the opposite direction on that sometimes. Yeah, as as we find ourselves in the seasons of life, um, there are times that we feel stronger mentally, stronger physically, um, weaker physically, weaker mentally, psychologically, uh, all of these different aspects. But the authority in which 
and where we daily lay these is the most important aspect of all. That authority being Jesus Christ, or are we going to battle that with our own authority, our own will, our own strength, our own makings, our own plans? Are, are we going to continue to fight that fight or allow God to truly ha- help us with the habit of turning everything over to Him, mm-hmm. the authority? Um, his sovereignty, as you spoke about in the, in the past weeks, His sovereignty... Um, covers all and in our habit of obedience then his authority becomes all that we need man does not live on bread alone it says in the scriptures therefore we can go to the fact that god in our seasons of life will always be there he'll always be faithful no matter how our mental state is physical state is psychological um, uh, relational social state with others, anything, God is still God. He is still sovereign, and He is still for us, not against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but that's a, a goal for most people in life, oh. is to be happy. Woo. Yeah. Larry Crabb says, Many of us place top priority not on becoming Christ-like in the middle of our problems, but on finding happiness. I must firmly and consciously, by an act of my will, reject the goal of becoming happy and adopt the goal of becoming more like the Lord. The result will be happiness for me as I learn to dwell at God's right hand in fellowship with Christ. End of yeah. quote. So let's talk a little bit about relevancy of, of living. Like like the very basic things of life, like the comings and going of, of everyone's day. Slipping into a car, the radio comes on. What, what radio station are you choosing to listen to? Mm-hmm. Or what type of podcast? Or, or, or is it just silence? Do you need a little bit of Christian music yeah. in your life, or do you need um, uh, a, a podcast that that brings in a continual um, understanding, or do you have have you have you have you set aside a time of prayer right before you come into your home after work? Lord, I I release my work and the things that I've been a part of right now. Uh, unto you, and before I step into my house, uh, through through maybe a, a type of loss there, mm-hmm. you know, like a like a you, you were going for a win win situation, and it was not so much that at all. And in fact, you definitely lost, and you're coming away, and you're feeling disappointed. You feel um, down in the dumps because you 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 feel insecure, and now you're trying to come in and and maybe as a man lead your house as a head of the household or or as a mom coming in comfort and and be the mom Mm -hmm. how do you deal with that and that's how do you submit even in those times before you walk through the front door or the back door wherever you enter you know what do you do with your emotions what do you do with your feelings what are the things that that you're doing with your friends what kind of friends do you hang around Mm -hmm. if they're toxic you need to think twice about having them as a friend if they're toxic. See, these are the relevancies of life. What areas do you need to change? What do you, what areas do you need to allow the Holy Spirit to help you become aware so that you can help with these seasons? And it moves in towards what we're talking about here, this growing 
through loss. Sometimes we think of the loss as as a loss of a of a loved one. That's our loss. Our, that that's a big loss. Maybe the loss of you know. Okay, so we've got different levels right. of loss. So what are you doing as you grow through whatever loss you're in? Yeah. And that is a big one. That's because just, it'll make you bitter or better. Mm, that's the point. It really will. And that first key was our God. The reason we're here is like you just talked about to so glorify God. And then secondly. The lesson from we learned from Job in Job 23, 8-14, the path of obedience is marked by times of loss and suffering. It, it, it's part of life. We can't get out of that. Job concluded this passage of Scripture by saying, For he performs what is appointed for me, and many such degree, decrees are with him. Our paths will be marked with loss and suffering, which are allowed by God in order to bring glory to himself. The same as they were for Jesus, who, although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered, Hebrews 5, 8. And the number three, le third lesson, what is considered lost now often leads to gain later, and we can't see it because mm -hmm. we don't know the future. You know, and then, you know, in Philippians 3, 7, and 8, Paul, whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as lost for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. That was the end result in his life yes. was to glorify God and all the things that he gained in life, he counted them as nothing. You know, when we think about what we have and our possessions and our house and on and on, we don't see those as nothing. We see them as ours, <laughs> and they're really yeah. not. Yeah. They belong to God, you know. So, so here's something to think about. What if we, in through interaction, whether it's interaction socially, social media, um, maybe at work, maybe a relationship, maybe an altercation and in, in, in interaction, and we lose. We, we lose the sense, I was going to say we lose our pride. Um, what I mean by that is, is that, that it's, gotten, um, it's gotten beat up and bruised by something either we failed to do or the way we said something or, okay, so that, I know I'm, I'm twisting it just a little bit, but I just kind of wanted to end this little section about talking about what do we do? You, you mentioned getting better and not bitter and a lot of times what is the, the 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 wall that we hit in doing is is a pride issue when it comes like for instance a loss of a relationship because of something we may have done and forgiveness needs to be asked but we just pride is just in the way, so I guess it wouldn't be a loss of pride. That would be kind of good, you know. The the, the pride yeah, would go it could away, be, it but could be one of just an opinion. Yes, uh, I've seen people on TV when they're interviewing about this whole uh, election because they don't line up with them. They've they've destroyed relationships just over politics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, relationships it, that that have been years exactly, and we see that not only on TV, we see it. Being being done in our communities, and getting getting somewhere so far fetched 
in the under in the misunderstanding or the thinking that they they know so the assumption um, that they know the whole story in the back backstory and it something's not lining up and then next thing you know you're so cross mm-hmm. or you've you've lost that and relationship you know, Satan fuels all that he Does. likes he likes this chaos and fighting and on and on and on that's, that's right part of his, that's his mo uh, we got a, we got a lot of, lot to pray about during this time don't we and yeah. and for the people uh, for for the people of this community the people um, of our communities you know if you're not in Sullivan community but listening um, abroad here and and uh, an understanding so I, this is great and I, I appreciate uh, your your obedience and listening to the father as you've brought this word to us about how to grow through the loss and job is such a wow whew, uh, a story to learn from yeah, he showed us what to do we can learn from him absolutely and in, you know i'm next week is is we need hope to survive <laughs> it kind of follows right. into that actually absolutely. i asked the question have you lost hope uh, it's easy to do in these turbulent almost chaotic times um, the pandemic goes on and on, and only God knows when it's going to end. Um, because the the only only way we can really have the hope that we need is in Christ, and as we've always talked about, trust in Him daily. Hope is a wonderful gift from God, a source of strength and courage in the face of life's harshest trials. When we're trapped in a tunnel of misery, hope points to the light at the end of the tunnel. When we are overworked and exhausted, hope gives us fresh energy. When we are discouraged, hope lifts our spirits. When we're tempted to quit, hope keeps us going. When we lose our way and confusion blurs the destination, hope dulls the edge of panic. When we struggle with a cryptic disease or a language illness or a lingering illness, hope helps us persevere beyond the pain. When we fear the worst, hope brings reminders that God is still in control. And when we must endure the consequences of bad decisions, hope fuels our recovery. So that's, you know, it kind of goes on and on. Webster defines hope, desire, accompanied by expectation or of or belief in fulfillment, to desire with expectation of obtainment, to expect with confidence. Mm. It's, it's looking forward. We, we can't, I don't think hardly anybody can survive and be somewhat normal unless they have hope. Right. Um, and Christ gives us that, you know. Um, the scripture, I'm talking about Peter. Imagine, as we imagine this scene, Peter failed Christ. And in Luke 22, 61 and 22, you can imagine big old brash Peter. Uh, he was boisterous and, you know, people didn't. He didn't talk him down or anything like that. But in, 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 in 22, let's go back to th- 33, Peter's response, Lord, with you I am ready to go both to prison and to death. Jesus didn't buy it, and he answered, Peter, rooster will, clo- will not crow today until you have denied three times that you know me. Hmm. And then in verses 61 and 62 of Luke 22, And the Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had told him, Before a rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. 
Man, I always picture that scene, him standing around the fire. And there are some movies that have been made that show Jesus before Pilate. And he could look out through the portico, through the columns, and see Peter, and their eyes met. Mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine what Peter was thinking at that time, you know. So, Jesus is tried, he's crucified, and he's put in the grave, and uh, of course of the resurrection, Easter morning, when we read not only of Jesus' miraculous bodily resurrection from the dead, but also those great words of grace, go and tell his disciples and Peter. Mm -hmm. I thought that's interesting. He didn't name him by name, only, right. only Peter. Of course, Peter, you know, they run to the tomb and, and what on that, the rest of that story as well. But that's kind of, you know, uh, Peter's words are fresh air to us in this world in which we live. Solid, stable, sure hope. Hope to press on, hope to endure, hope to stay focused, and hope to see new dreams fulfilled. You know, and that's, that's how we live. You know, we... we I mean, I mean, even if you don't even think, don't think about your, the hope that we have spiritually, man, how many, how many look forward to weekends or days off or <laughs> vacation? That's part of, that's, that's hope out there that's dangling before you that, you know, that you're reaching for because you're wanting, you're wanting to get to that point. And I think uh, many of us, especially when you get older, you have, the hope of heaven is more real than it was when you were young. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I, speaking of heaven and eternity, um, as we understand hell to be a devastation, an absolute annihilation, and and suffering, probably the very biggest thing that we need to understand is that not only will we be would would we be without Jesus and without the hope of Jesus to spend an eternity in hell there is no hope it's gone annihilated gone suffering is happening but there's no hope you can't there would no, there would be nothing to hope for. That's that's what Dante said in the Inferno when he was talking about hell. The gate to the entrance of hell says, "Enter in, all ye with no hope." That's it. It's gone. I mean, it's forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. The lost. Oh my goodness! If you yeah, that's if hard you to, don't know Jesus, that's hard. And you're hearing that's this hard to comprehend. This this podcast. You, our prayer for you is that you come to know the Lord. That, 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 that you come to know the Lord through Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, the life. He, he is there. He brings hope not only for us here on earth uh, and, and while we're living, but for eternity. Phew, that's heavy stuff. Yeah, it is heavy. Well, Pastor, why don't you pray for us as we wrap this up? And... Lord, we thank you for the hope that you place within our hearts. The hope today that as you continue to bless us, that... Uh, we know that things are up in the air, so to speak, in a lot of different arenas and areas of life. But we know you're on the throne. And because of that, we can have hope that it's going to be all right either way. 
Yes. It's going to be. It's always going to be all right when we're believers in Christ, and we thank you for that. So, I just pray uh, for those today. Listen to this. If you've suffered loss, I hope that you're allowing God to lead you through it and allow you to grow in Him yes. and become more and more like Him, Lord. And because of that, we have that hope and that hope that you put in us that we might share that with others as well. So I just pray that you give us that desire to know you more and more, Lord, and in that our hope continues to grow in a big way. Mm -hmm. We love you, God. We give you praise and glory. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Pastor, for meeting with me again here today uh, around this microphone and around my desk. And uh, we are uh, excited how we will continue to um, go forward as, as we have been opening up. Um, uh, you have that choice now to be able to come on into the building. And uh, if you feel like you're in a place now to where you can go ahead and don a mask and come in and, and then you can even social distance and sure. you can feel yourself at that point in time either feeling comfortable enough to take off your mask because of the distance or leave it on however or whether you feel more comfortable at home we are just so grateful that you're gathering with us uh, that the word of God is still going out mm -hmm. vibrant and alive and that is uh, and that is the truth we we will his word will not go out Amen. void it will not be forsaken. And we will continue to worship and continue to give Him praise and the glory for all things. Well, God bless you, and thanks for joining us here today. And until next week, we will say goodbye for now. Bye-bye.